Welcome to Season 6 of Sundays with Wendy, Exploring Energy Medicine. My name is Wendy Goldberg, and I'm founder of the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation. This season, we explore the field of energy medicine with Dr. Charlene Hudson. She is owner of Beach Osteopathy and has more than 16 years of experience as a practitioner of osteopathic medicine, serving Hampton Roads since 2014. Along the way, she has acquired the necessary skills and knowledge to provide effective alternative medical treatments that routinely enhance her clients' health and fitness. Remaining rooted deeply in her love of science, Dr. Hudson also has a gift for seeing the ways science can be used for healing that is more subtle and at the forefront. She thrives on sharing her accumulated knowledge and assisting patients in the return process to that inner balance of health. Treating adults as well as embracing the playful and spirited nature of children, she supports the whole family. Her love for supporting all ages in their health journey provides constant motivation, and she remains an avid learner of new and old techniques that have strong patient outcomes, offering powerful, life-changing healing modalities. Dr. Hudson graduated magna cum laude from UC San Diego with a BS in biology. She received her doctorate from New York College of Osteopathic Medicine in 2004. Since graduating, she has taken numerous postgraduate courses in traditional hands-on osteopathy in the United States and Europe. She is a proud member of the American Osteopathic Association. Listen in as we discuss what is energy medicine, the various types, how it is used, and how it can help heal. Exploring healing is at the heart of our work at the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation. Thank you for listening. To learn more, visit BenjaminGoldbergFoundation.org. Welcome, Dr. Hudson. Hi, it's so great to be here today. We wanted this episode to be more about the patient's perspective. So we have a special guest, Matt Thompson. Thank you, Matt, so much for coming and doing this with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And also, I'd like to say, Wendy, thanks for having us and thanks for sharing your and Ben's story. I'm an avid listener, your healing journey and Ben's story. Very inspiring and encouraging. Thank you. I'm lucky to have had this experience and share it because I think there are many people who can relate to being chronically ill, which in my case remains without a specific diagnosis, although Dr. Hudson may say differently, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit. So Matt, do you want to describe sort of your starting point, how you came in to be a patient? I know there was pushes from friends for a couple of years. It's very interesting. And like I said, very fortunate where I am today. You know, I'm 51 now and I was very healthy growing up in great shape. And I woke up one morning in February, 2012 and felt under the weather, you know, cold flu, no big deal, but I wasn't getting any better after a couple of weeks. And then I started to experience some very strange symptoms, uh, numbness in my arms, a lot of gastrointestinal irritation, facial flushing, stranger things, um, no pun intended. So I did what most people would do. I called my family doctor who would be considered traditional big brand. And they checked me out, ran some blood work. My blood pressure was a little higher. So they added that to my regimen and sent me home and recommended a scan for a pinched nerve. But as it turned out, uh, going through that process, it wasn't a pinched nerve. Uh, my symptoms got progressively worse and my symptoms became more bizarre. So my toes turned purple. I got strange rashes on my legs. I had neurological symptoms and most frighteningly heart arrhythmias, which sent me unfortunately to the ER 
um, several times. After each of these episodes, the doctor would come in and say, you know, Matt, we don't see anything ominous. We, there's nothing sticking out on your labs or your workup. And they would refer me back through the system. And, you know, so I would get back to my family doctor and he would say, well, we need to send you to see so-and-so specialist. And over that first few years, about five years, I saw every specialist you can think of. I saw a Lyme disease specialist 250 miles away from here in a small town, all the way to a major university's uh, neurological center. And to be honest with you, it was overwhelming. And five years after seeing every specialist you could think of and learning a lot about medicine, you know, you look at the silver lining, I was no better. As a matter of fact, it was quite frustrating because I think most of us in science and technology is so incredible and important that you think that eventually a flag is going to come up on a blood test or a doctor is going to say, oh, you know, I've seen a patient present like this. You get the diagnosis and you treat it. And I think that's the disappointment along with getting chronically more ill was difficult. And so I kind of got to the point, uh, Dr. Hudson, as you're leading into where I was so ill that I was barely functioning. I had a lot of friends helping me, family members helping me. It became a very personal and then not so personal struggle. So how I got to you was a good friend of mine um, who knew you and your medical background and training said, Matt, you should go see Dr. Hudson. If you recall, that was in your old office. I came in and I had a file. I think it was the size of uh, a novel. And I came in with all this data and information. And that was my first intersection. I still remember that. The big fat file. You just plopped it down on my desk. Yes. Lots of impressive testing. Yes. And I think at that time, I had no real faith that anyone could do anything for me because I had seen so many specialists. But here I was in your office, kind of a medical mystery. And that's how we began this journey. I'm glad you came in. <laughs> yes, yes. And I was going to say, I think this is where, you know, the paradigms really shifted for me or began to shift. You know, when I gave you that file, I had done the same thing with virtually every specialist. And again, I will reemphasize this because going through all the powerful science and technology and medical system we have today is incredible. I mean, we just can do so much. But when I would bring my file in to a typical specialist, let's say a rheumatologist or a neurologist, you know, their lights would go off as soon as I gave them that much information because they're really looking, trained to look at a few patterns, right? If it fits in this box, you are diagnosed with X and we can do Y. And I did not fit into any of those boxes. But when I sat down with you, you looked at it and you were equally as fascinated by my records and the information and my presentation as I was. And you were the first doctor who ever did that. And so that caught me a little bit off guard, to be quite frank. And Looking back, what I know about you today is your specific training and your medical approach lent itself to that. But you really did change my perspective immediately. You said, I don't know if you recall this, you've got a lot of patients, but and that was a long time ago. But you said, hey, Matt, let's worry about getting you 
better, getting you feeling better. And then we'll worry about the diagnosis later. And that sounds incredibly simple, but no one had ever taken that approach with me. So you think about the journey, the number of doctors I saw, no one had ever taken that perspective. So from kind of the bright lights and white coats of the conventional hospital setting to, to you in a kind of a comfortable office environment. And then I don't know if you recall, but we had conversations around what you saw in I think some of your training and internships around TB and tropical viruses, parasites, rare genetic diseases. I mean, you were kind of bringing me into your perspective, which was enlightening, uh, to say the least. So I've benefited tremendously from your perspective, and that's where it really started to change for me. And at the time, I don't know that I knew as much as I do today about the energy healing modalities, but certainly it has changed my life. That's amazing. And, you know, just to sort of put it in perspective and no harm, no foul for the neurologist, and the rheumatologist, they don't have a lot of time. So family practice. And, you know, I set aside an hour for new patients. I don't know any colleagues of mine that take insurance that do that. Some of that is scheduling, but for me and Wendy and I have talked about this in previous podcasts, it's about the energy of the appointment. It's about the energy of the patient. You know, I don't see a bunch of labels around people. It's, it's just Matt sitting in front of me and he's in pain and he's frustrated. So let's deal with that, you know? And I think as everybody in their own work situation can get down to what's simple, like what can you feel? What are we actually dealing with in front of us? What's that energy coming out to us? Especially so many of us that work on our computers, you know, if we can hone in on okay, what's the energy of this man sitting in front of me and, and, and what am I supposed to do? And really tapping into that intuition. Yeah. And I had a lot of energy, but unfortunately it was channeled in the search for trying to find something that isn't always easy to find. And, and that's one end of the continuum. I'm just in a one spot, but you were the first person to say, Matt, we might not ever put a label on it. And that was important for me to hear because that changed the mentality from trying to define my affliction to me defining how I would embrace what I would call the new normal for me. The other part of it is what we discovered a couple years after that is I actually did need the power of all that science and technology because I did have you know, atrial fibrillation, found an electrophysiologist. I was lucky to, to have a great one, performed a cardiac ablation. And, you know, I got that treated, very specific treatment. And at the same time, he said, you know, I'm, I'm not sure why you're having it, but I can treat it. And yet the different way, though, to treat my specific and more chronic illness was a little more comprehensive than that. And it's about seeing the whole patient and what you can provide like the electrophysiologist, he saw you and he said, okay, this is what I can do. Yeah. And I am incredibly thankful for that because that definitely changed my life too. But I was lucky to benefit from both. Right. And I just think that that's the misconception. I think, again, most of us are socialized to think once you get into the system, you're going to find a place and someone's going to have a medication for you, a tablet, a pill, a treatment. And you know, a lot of times that works. And, and I don't know if you recall this, one of the first things you did with me after evaluating me 
uh, was prescribed me a very common treatment to kind of calm my body down. And that's when we really started to lean into more energy healing and modalities. And that's kind of where I've been. And I said to Wendy earlier, I'm still not a great patient. There's so much more I could be doing every day. My eyes get a little more open to how much you can heal through these energy modalities. Matt, do you have a specific example? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm in her office pretty frequently still today, and it changes. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I came in and uh, we were talking about one thing and I said, oh, my, you know, I really messed up my hip. I'm a golfer. I try to be active. And she said, well, get on the table, you know, and my spine was out of alignment and no time I was back. But yeah, I mean, those first couple of sessions were really powerful for me because really changing my perspective and my paradigm and then her willingness to really take up the battle for me and with me. So it's been a life changer for me and, and I would say a lifesaver, quite frankly. I love your perspective, Matt. I sometimes Thanks. I feel like with Dr. Hudson, if you're able to speak and be heard and there's actually action being taken at the same time. Yeah, it's a myth that we only use 10% of our brain, right? But that's a good analogy to, to think of it in terms of the potency of your emotional state is something that I think is unfortunately, and I don't think it's discredited. I just don't think that it can be in its best form a lot of times when you go, Wendy, you know this better than anyone, unfortunately. It's so difficult to go through a journey and have all the white coats and the pressure and, you know, the intensity of that situation that it's really hard to be your best self. And that kind of brings me back, always intrigues me. And I'm always excited to listen. And I go back and listen to Ben's personality when he went through uh, this and in your resiliency, we just underestimate how potent our emotional state and equilibrium is during an illness. And in your case, right, it's been much more severe. And like many others, I think chronically ill patients, you know, day to day grind, right? So what is the potency of your emotion? And if we harness it the right way, in my case, I literally, like I say, in a couple of visits went from really being desperate to being optimistic. And I would say that, you know, we all have that capacity. Mm -hmm. It's just how do we get there? to change and to see the world differently. And again, to not let these illnesses define us and kind of fight back, if you will. And how do we all hold a space for whatever the person is experiencing, whether it has a diagnosis or not? That's my challenge. How do I show up and interact with that subtle body with the intention of healing? And then for everybody out in the community, how do we show up and do what we're supposed to in that situation and tapping into that internal knowing and know that everybody has it too. I try to teach that to my children. Like you have a voice inside of you that, that tells you what to do that you can trust. I would say that's one of my big takeaways. So, you know, I went from being on defense, right. Saying, I don't know what's happening. So we don't know how to treat it. Not that you couldn't take steps to do it, but right. There's no, Again, you're socialized to think, okay, well, if you have the flu, right? Get rest. Or if you need an antibiotic, right? Go get a Z-pack. And when that doesn't happen, you're kind of left in this state. And 
So I have learned, you've taught me kind of why my body is saying some of these things and, and I can address it more easily, sometimes simply and sometimes not so simply. It's about paying attention. Sorry, Wendy. No, no, no. I just think sometimes we can't always control what is happening to us or what our path is in life, but I feel like energy healing or the awareness of energy is so important in the way that we can continue on no matter what we're facing. It creates this um, safety, I feel like. Right. Because you're always in charge of your own energy bubble. Mm -hmm. Matt, you wanted to share your perspective on support on the journey. Yeah. I think, as you know, it's, it's incredibly important to have people. And that's why this podcast was important to me. And listening to your story is important to me because you do feel isolated when you're sick, especially if you don't have a label or a community that you can easily connect to. It's a very, very isolated journey. And having people to support you and know that you're not alone is incredibly important. So if one person hears this story and benefits from it, like I have benefited from hearing your story and Ben's story, then that's powerful enough change for me. And, you know, I was fortunate because I mentioned the good friend who knew Dr. Hudson, and she's actually the same person who connected me with my wife. So I'm indebted to her. She's a giver, so I don't need to, to worry about anything but gratitude. But it does. It takes that person to say, hey, I know someone who's going through something similarly, or I can refer you to someone or give this person a call. I mean, that the human connection, I think that's what we're getting at is just so incredibly important when you go through this. So yeah, those are my two cents. Matt, I can't thank you enough for coming on and opening up and sharing with us your journey and how Dr. Hudson has helped you. Well, I'm grateful to do it. Like I said, a life saver and changer for me. So thanks for having me on today. So next week on our final episode of the season, we tie it all together by talking about how to trust the information that comes through. Until next time. This information offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you should have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your healthcare professional because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided is solely at your own risk.